Hello, friends. Welcome back to A Stillness. Today I am hovering, walking the line between stillness and ease and action and motivation and intention. As I record this, it is the last day of Capricorn season. We love Capricorn season in this house. Um, Both my spouse and I have a lot of Capricornian placements in our chart. We both function well within routine and structure and rules. And yet, we also both have a lot of Aquarian placements. My son is actually an Aquarius. I'm pretty sure both of us have Venus in Aquarius. And so how we are intimate, how we find beauty and love and the little bits of serotonin in life are very similar. And as we're in the in-between season, I find myself leaning in uh, to my inner house switch, I know that it's with a lot of privilege that I can approach this episode and talk about being a housewife and my joy of taking care of our home, my joy in cleansing our space, in honoring my body and mind and spirit, and then also... Um, our animals, our pets, also our garden, also our our home. And I want to be really clear and upfront at the beginning of this episode that I am sharing some house witchery not with any aesthetic in mind. You can be any gender, you can have any kind of home, you can have any kind of spiritual practice And still, still, there is kind of a magic that is yours to explore and enjoy. I do think our home spaces are sacred. I do believe that our homes in so many ways are alive. Um, And I think that taking care of your home, of your hearth, of your plants, of your pets, that there, there is so much available to us there if we would care to approach those things with some intention. So for a couple moments here, I invite you to sit down with me. To center you in this moment, I am seated at my table hot cup of tea, hot cup of decaf, Earl Grey in hand. It's a very rainy day. And so I've been sipping tea, really since getting up this morning. And my dogs are laying in the living room. And I'm watching and listening to the light drizzle outside, watching the occasional brave bird come to the bird feeder. (laughs) And 
sinking in to that space that is between rest and ease and motivation and action. I have a bunch of dirty dishes soaking in the sink. I have a to-do list that I've decided to set aside. And in this moment, I am enjoying the possibility for conversation around how we take care of ourselves and our homes. There is something very intuitive, perhaps even very primal in me, that really does derive joy from wiping things down, cleaning things up. You know, as much as in so many ways I don't enjoy washing the dishes, I also in so many ways enjoy washing the dishes. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there, there is both a mundaneness, both a chore-like quality to things and some of those chore-like things also present the opportunity to like slow down and take a couple deep breaths. And I'm going to share how I infuse some of those things with a bit of spirituality, with a bit of ritual. And so we're going to start really high level and work our way down into the daily so again, starting with last day of Capricorn season, tomorrow is Aquarius season. It's my birthday season. I'm really feeling it this year. I, I don't know what happened. It was like at 23, something shifted. And all of a sudden, I started to really love my birthdays. And I don't know why exactly. Um, I think 23 just felt so grown up. Like I had so much independence and so much autonomy and I was... Um, getting engaged and it was just like this really big exciting vibrant time and I stopped fearing my birthdays I stopped maybe fearing aging at least most of the time I'm not going to say that I never have that moment where I'm like oh my gosh I'm getting so old it really does go by so fast <laughs> but um yeah, there was just, there was a shift. There was a shift from, oh, now I'm a person with so much autonomy to, wow, look at how well I have lived through and expressed that autonomy. I think that was one of the big shifts. So I'm, I'm feeling it energetically and I would love to share a bit of what I do. Again, I want to emphasize that I, I don't think I like hold the answers. I do what is intuitive to me. I like to imagine the eons of women, the eons of housewives, house witches that came before me and how when I'm scrubbing, you know, down on the floor, scrubbing dirt off of my floor, that like there's this power and energy and wisdom like coming through my arms and you know it's this wisdom of all these women before me who have kept home who have made home who in some capacity live in and resonate with me today as somebody who's also deeply connected 
to her home and hearth. So whenever we move into air seasons, which Aquarius is one of them, I personally love to clean my windows, like clean the smudges away and let there be a lot of clarity through perspective, a lot more clarity that feels expansive. I'm blessed to have some large picture windows in my home and I love to clean them. And then yesterday, so recently, I put up the little stickers that you can put up so that like birds don't run into your window. And I love these. I've tried a couple different ones. Um, this is not sponsored in any way. Just sharing where I found serotonin yesterday. And it was in putting these little starburst stickers that almost look clear, but then they catch the light and they're actually like rainbow. They're, um, there's a word for that design where it's it looks kind of clear, but then there is this like multi-dimensional light or multi-dimensional color when light hits it. Anyway, I'm rambling about the color, but the point is I put them up today. I'm going to clean our bedroom windows and put some up there. Our bedroom windows face east. So I'm hoping that putting up a couple of these like starburst stickers uh, or clings to the window will infuse our bedroom with a little bit of rainbow light every morning really looking forward to that so that's for example just something that's on my agenda I love the idea of like cleaning windows cleaning glass kind of opening up I associate the air signs with what we're able to envision what we're able to see the perspective that reaches further and further every time we come back around to an air season so in my home that looks like cleaning windows and this season specifically putting up some rainbow window clings that are all starbursty and beautiful. Um, when we are moving into an earth sign, I love to move the indoor plants in my home. If you have indoor plants, I highly recommend moving them every now and again. This doesn't have to be like every time an earth sign comes around. But uh, Taurus in particular is one where I like to move the greenery in my home. So we don't get a lot of sunlight in our home. Again, uh, east windows are small, just above the bed and like one room. And then um, most of the big windows in our house face north. So we do have some south-facing windows. I do have an entire shelf of plants at one of those windows. But a lot of our houseplants are like ferns and pothos and things that can handle snake plant, inch plant, things that can handle a lot of shade, especially like seasonally. And so when the time comes, when there actually is a little bit more sun, again, I personally tend to do this, I'm realizing with Taurus season, but any earth sign season, I think it's lovely to take care of your plants. So maybe move them around. Something that I did as we moved into Capricorn season, so the season before, is I kind of gave all of my plants like their great winter cleanse. And I filled up the bathtub with like lukewarm water, not hot, not icy cold, just like room tempish, maybe slightly warmer at first and submerged my plants. So like, um, again, pothos can handle this. I don't necessarily recommend this for everything, but, um, put my plants in there so their roots could drink from the bottom up and then sprayed them down and then oiled the leaves, 
plucked off anything that looked dead. It's early to fertilize plants, but one of mine kind of needed a little bit. I think it's just a little nutrient deficient. So putting in a little bit of nutrient, putting in a little bit of fertilizer, and then kind of set them up for winter. So after they spent half a day in the bathtub and getting cleaned and getting oiled and all of that, then when I put them back out in my home, it was kind of like, okay, I'm rooting you here. I'm grounding you here. This is where you're going to spend winter with us. And again, it's something that just needs to happen seasonally anyway, but doing it intentionally as a part of seasonal shift, as a part of where um, the energy is flowing or the focus traditionally has been feels really ritualistic and kind of takes that chore-like quality out of the necessary care um, required. When I'm moving into water signs, I love to give things a good wiping down. So again, this can be like windows and mirrors and things, but I'm also thinking like wiping down the tables, um, doing a deep clean in the bathroom is something we do every water season. And uh, yeah, wiping down all the little side tables, wiping down your bedside table, wiping down the places that like maybe get a little dusty, that get a little ignored for a time and like cleaning those out. Um, Something else that can be lovely is using a diffuser. I have an oil diffuser and then I also have like a reed diffuser just in the bathroom, but refreshing those seasonally, cleaning those and then setting them up to clean and aromatherapize your space um, just feels so refreshing. I hope you've noticed so far that I haven't mentioned anything about buying things, having to go out for specific witchy supplies. I'm all for that. I recently got into crystals and I'm loving buying little crystals and learning more about them. This is not to suggest that like you can't buy things again that offer you I bought those window clings like you can buy the little things that offer you the little serotonin my loves you absolutely can but I've also noticed that when we talk about like witchery and we talk about like the intention and ritual that you bring into your home so often that comes with a whole laundry list of supplies and I just I that really leaves a sour taste in my mouth Because traditionally, being a house witch was a lot of foraging. It was a lot of using what you already had. It was a lot of growing things in your own yard. It was a lot of kind of like letting the earth provide. It was a lot more trusting that what you need will come to you, what you need will present itself, and a lot less of like, going out to buy things and um, a lot less clutter, I think, in a lot of ways. Again, I'm not shaming anyone who likes to buy themselves little witchy gifts. I'm right there with you. But throughout this podcast episode, I'm specifically leaning into a lot of care, a lot of maintenance, a a lot of cleansing and taking care of what you already have. So if that's a little mental shift that you've been needing, I just I invite you to be gracious with yourself and, and to come with me as we talk through some of these seasonal practices 
that are a lot more about caring for what you already have. Now, if you don't already have a houseplant, maybe come Taurus season, buying yourself a little houseplant will feel really intentional and ritualistic. Again, no no shame in any of that. Just the loving reminder that per, you, you do not purchase your way into spiritual practice. <laughs> spiritual practice arrives and then sometimes purchases happen, but I, I don't think... The, I don't think it is healthy to have a consumeristic mindset when building ritual. That's my two cents. That's my hot take. Let it resonate with you where it needs to. And we'll move along to talk about fire seasons. (sighs) Friends, there's very little fire sign presence in my birth chart. Like hardly, hardly any at all. I have one north node making a ruckus in Sagittarius, and I kid you not, that is all. All the other fire signs, empty. Completely empty. Nothing. Nothing. I am not a fiery person. I am not... Hmm often motivated in the same ways that fire signs, those with strong fire sign placement, tend to be motivated. I am, for better or for worse, the very air-headed but deeply grounded, again, most things in my chart sit in Capricorn and Aquarius. I just hang out all there in like one or two houses. It is where the whole The whole show is. But I do appreciate the practices of smudging. I personally smudge with sage that I got in my own garden. If you are interested interested in smudging, please, please, please look into the origins of the sage, where the practice originated from, other things that you can use instead. Be careful not to culturally appropriate Be careful to not purchase plants that are becoming endangered because smudging has become so popular. You can smudge with anything. Again, with you don't even have to buy anything. You could find a stick, a small twig in the woods, and you could think it's really beautiful, and you could take it home, and you could let it soak either in some oil, or you could let it dry out. So instead of soaking and in either, whether it's drying out just in air or whether you're soaking it in oil, you could add herbs, spices, scents, essential oils to that stick. And then you could in a fire safe manner, in a fire safe container, create your own smudge moment. Please do not think that you have to use specific herbs, specific tools, Um, fire as cleansing took me a long time to come around to again, like things like cleaning my windows, totally intuitive, deep cleaning my bathtub, consider it done. Cleaning my houseplants, absolutely. Um, cleaning with smoke, not as intuitive to me. It took me a while to find an incense that I really truly liked the smell of and the style of, 
took me a long time to even figure out how to dry out my own sage to make my own smudge sticks. All I'm going to say is there's no need to force any of these rituals. Maybe lighting a candle for a day and letting the delicious warm scent of that candle fill up your home, maybe that is ritual enough for you. And I think that that's beautiful. I think, again, just like we tend to try to purchase our way into spiritual spirituality, spiritual practice, I think sometimes we try to force our way into ritual. On the one hand, it's so beautiful that that witchery, that ritual, that intention, that explorative spirituality is kind of having a movement and a moment right now. I think it also means that we have to be even more diligent about when we're being marketed to, when we're being told that there's a correct and incorrect way to connect to ourselves and others spiritually. And fire rituals are one of those. I see so many TikToks and such about burning things, burning strings, burning papers, burning a whole host of things, um, creating candles. And I think that all of those can be good. All of those can be good and beautiful. But as somebody who was not drawn to fire as an element in a spiritual witchy practice, it took me a long time to figure out where and how and in what ways that would feel intentional. So for me, entering fire seasons or sometimes exiting fire seasons, a bit of intention, a bit of journaling with a candle that's being lit, and then maybe from that same candle lighting some incense or a smudge stick and smudging my doorways or smudging my bedroom, smudging my pillow if I've had bad dreams. Those kinds of practices have come with time. Um but I invite you to find what feels intuitive to you and to also know that it's okay if you try a couple things and you're like, huh, not that. That felt forced. That felt silly. Why did I feel like I needed to do this a really specific way or it wasn't going to turn out right? Um, you know, I know better. You know better. And your intention will guide you and lead you and your intuition will guide you and lead you and it is okay if it takes quite a bit of time in the guiding and the leading. Okay, wow, stepping off of that soapbox, let's drop it in and down a little bit. Any ritual for your home, I hope also includes you, like your body as a home. So even though I've talked about cleaning my windows and wiping down my mirrors and lighting some candles, first and foremost, ritual begins in my body held within the boundaries of my own skin. Acknowledging the seasonal shifts with deep breaths. Acknowledging seasonal shifts by taking a walk outside. Feeling connected, again, to the changes of the seasons, whether they be lunar or solar or some other combination thereof, begins in my body. I change how I feed my body seasonally, right? I think a lot of us do this intuitively. We like lean into stews and soups and winters and then we maybe lean into like 
salads and oh my gosh, so much fruit in summer. Like that is, that is primal. There are reasons that foods are seasonal and that they taste better to us at different times of the year, et cetera, et cetera. So I think in some ways, many of us are doing this, whether we realize it or not. But I just want to invite you to realize it. How you feed your body, how you move your body, maybe even hobbies that come and go cyclically are already ritual that you're already doing. Again, maybe with things that you already have in your home that don't require any extra purchases or any extra kind of like proof of spirituality. I podcast much more heavily in winter because I'm at home in my quiet little home tucked away in the rain and the snow and the sleet and I love those little quiet moments for conversation. I paint a whole lot more in fall and the very beginning of winter like as it first begins to get cold it's like I suddenly remember that I have all of these paint supplies and that nothing would bring me more joy than to do a whole lot of painting I also this time of year fall and winter tend to paint a lot more in my house not only the touch-up paint that I do again kind of as a ritual thanking my home for all she gets put through in a given year but also like fun painting, like painting a mural on my bathroom wall, painting the trim, a funky color in my bedroom, like those kinds of things that again, maybe just offer that little moment of serotonin. Those feel so much more intuitive and just a richer experience to me when I'm like at home kind of hibernating in my shelter, in my home space. I tend to pull back a lot from outside commitments and external sociality. Is that, a, is that the word I'm looking for? External social expectations. I do withdraw a little bit in winter. Um, and not in an unhealthy way, just in a, I'm going to be really, really, really intentional with who I'm seeing and where I'm going and what I'm doing in winter. And then in summer, it's like the opposite. I say yes to everything and I want to travel everywhere, and I so enjoy spring and summer as these like really flexible, expansive seasons, and that's just what feels intuitive to me. So in your own wonderful way, I invite you to let your hobbies ebb and flow. There's no shame. The things you love don't care that you set them down for a moment. They're not mad at you about it. Like my paint supplies aren't complaining in summer. They're just like, okay, well, she'll come back around. It's fine. Um, I invite you to think of your own hobbies or interests or even the foods that you love to eat at different times of year as like really encouraging friends, right? They're not there going, wow, can't believe you just stopped eating salad in winter. What's the matter with you, right? Like they're not doing that they're not doing that. That's an external narrative. Maybe one even linked to diet culture. Like you'll come back around. Salads will sound good and light and crunchy and refreshing when the time comes. And it's okay if that time is not when it's like below freezing outside and all you want is bread and cheesy soup. It's cool. It's fine. You've got this. Uh, You can set down 
the things that you love. You can change the things that you love seasonally. If you've ever fought that, I think there's, again, in this like very Western kind of capitalized idealism where we think that if you don't have the same routine every single day, then you don't have routine. My bedtime and my waking up time, right, subsequently, like shifts probably in 15-minute segments every two months or so. And at first, I really tried to fight it, right? Because I was like, dang, I'm, I'm going to bed so much later and then I'm waking up so much later and like, what's up with that? And I don't know how I got here, but I swear that a month ago, I was getting up, you know, at least a half an hour a month or two ago, was getting up like a half an hour sooner and going to bed a half an hour sooner. And then finally I realized that it was very tied to when the sun came up and I stopped fighting it and I haven't fought it since. And every year I stay up later in winter and wake up later in winter. It also doesn't get sunny where I live in winter until like at least six or seven. The sun is not even rising until seven. So of course I'm not going to be motivated to get up at 6.30. But you know what? I get up at six, absolutely no problem in the middle of summer. Doesn't bother me at all because it's already sunny. The day's already begun. It feels like it's already warm outside by the time I'm taking my dogs on their morning walk. Like, But isn't it funny how even those kinds of things, there's this temptation to like fight it Like we really have to like control our deepest, deepest intuition as opposed to letting ourselves shift seasonally. So I'm going to cook myself some warm food for lunch and I'm going to send my hands into that hot soapy water of the dishes that are waiting in my beloved sink and I invite you to do the same. Maybe not the exact same, right? But to find the places and spaces where you can slow down, the places and spaces where a little bit of maintenance and a little bit of cleansing feels ritualistic for you, to find those little pockets of serotonin and happiness that don't have to make sense to anyone else, can be as childlike as putting window clings on your window or painting the trim around that window an insanely glorious color, but in your own way. I thank you for this conversation and I hope that your seasons shift and shift well and little by little and that day by day you find more and more ways to be in tune with how you naturally and authentically connect to your own sense of spirituality and your own sense of home and hearth and that if you'd like this Aquarian season maybe re-envision that a bit reimagine what a home that feels loved smells like sounds like feels like looks like for you And then begin to work your magic.
This podcast is made entirely possible by Patreon Sacred supporters. If you also consider this work sacred and would like to support the efforts of not only this podcast, but all the other artistic projects that I, Abigail Jewell, have going on, please go to patreon.com slash A-B-I-G-A-I-L-J-E-W-E-L-L, Abigail Jewell. And you can also find the Patreon page by searching for A Stillness. Thanks.